Well, it's my honour to get to share this morning. We are continuing in our series. Who can tell me what we're talking about at the moment? Faith. Yeah, you guys are onto it. Just been stretching our faith muscles. Um, so my prayer today is that faith is made simpler. Through what I'm sharing, I pray that faith is made simpler for each one of us. So two weeks ago, Tim talked about faith. And can you remember what he talked about with faith? Was something faith. It starts with P. I'll give you a clue. It's on the wall. Purposed faith. That's right. And last week we had Steve and he talked about unreasonable faith. Yeah, you guys were listening. Awesome. So today I'm going to share about childlike faith. Sound good? Who's got a Bible with them? I'm going to do some um, actual reading from the Bible today. Well, oh, okay. Sorry, we actually read from the Bible all the time, <laughs> but from a paper Bible, okay? <laughs> awesome. So I'd like you to go to Mark chapter 10, verse 13. Uh, verse, yep, verse 13. Does anyone remember doing the races in Sunday school for like who could get to the Bible verse first? Yeah. Good times, good times. So Mark 10, 13 to 16 says, People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them and blessed them. Cool, eh? Cool. So childlike faith itself isn't actually mentioned in the Bible. Did you know that? So this gives us a clue to having childlike faith, but there's no command. Jesus doesn't say, oh, have, have childlike faith. That's not actually in the Bible. But if we look at this passage and some other things that we're going to look at, we can see how having faith like a child is actually an asset for us and draws us closer to God. So I thought I'd have a look online to see how kids describe God. I thought this could be fun. So I've got some slides. Some pictures that I found that were really cool. They're going to come up, eh? There we go. God is either a woman or a man. I'm not sure which, neither do you. So I drew God half woman, half man. <laughs> and the next one. God lives here. It's very simple. God lives inside every living thing. So my doctor has seen God when he... Cuts people open. <laughs> Sorry, I should have had a warning for that one, eh? <laughs> I wish God had a phone so that I could talk to him because I don't know if he hears me when I'm praying. <laughs> God doesn't have a house. He doesn't need one except on Sundays because that's when he needs to rest. <laughs> God is friends with all the people that have died, like Henry VIII, Anne Boleyn, and Queen Elizabeth. Oh, and Queen Elizabeth II. God's got an invisible head and he floats in the garden. One side is night and the other side is day and God sees the owls and bunnies and butterflies. God also rides a, 
God also rides a motorcycle, but he's playing hockey in Pasadena right now. He can do everything. (laughs) I wish God could give radioactive superpowers. How cool would that be? God doesn't sleep because he watches over us all the time. See God up in the corner there? My mum talks to God when we need more money. (laughs) Yeah. God is a superhero for the world. Yeah. God has giant ears so he can hear everything we are saying. (laughs) When God gets mad, he lets out the thunder and throws lightning around. (laughs) I love it. Is there another one? Nope, that's it. All right, so that's uh, that's how kids, some kids see God. I thought that was pretty cute, eh? I was like, yeah. But it's real simple, eh? The way kids see God, it's just very simple. Uh, so for me, I grew up in a Christian family. We went to church my entire life, um, my entire childhood. I became a Christian when I was three. Who reckons that's pretty young? Yeah, yeah, it's quite young, eh? <laughs> um, But that's when I first made a decision that I wanted Jesus to live in my heart. And so we grew up going to church, uh, you know, doing all of those things together as a family. And for me, like, I just always knew that God is real, that God is faithful, that I could trust Him, that He is good. And I wouldn't say that at three I necessarily had an encounter with God, but I knew that that was the decision that I wanted to make and I wanted Jesus to be a part of my life. And I can honestly say that I haven't really wavered from that. And I would say that if you are a parent here and you're bringing your kids to church each week, good on you. Like, that is awesome. That is like one of the best things that we can do for our kids, right? Is to bring them to church, to talk to them about God, to pray with them, to help them know that God loves them, that God is for them, that God is always there. So those things are so foundational and just so true in their lives. It's just super, super important so that when stuff happens, you know, there's that solid foundation. There's knowing that God is God. God is good. So just really want to encourage you with that. Um, so I went to camps, youth group. Um, there was a camp. Does anyone remember October Onslaught? No? Do you, Lana? Kind of. That was a cool youth camp that happened in Rotorua a long time ago. (laughs) Um, Parachute Music Festival. Anyone went to Parachute Music Festival? Yep, a few people. Good times. Now Festival 1. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, all of those Christian things that I did (laughs) was good. But I always knew the importance of God and connection with Him. But there have been times when my faith has been tested. You know, it's not always just like, oh, yeah, it's easy, it's all good. There have been times when my faith has been tested. Um, We went to Bible college when I – so I started um, Bible college and then Tim went to Bible college when we were married and we had Caleb while he was still studying. So we were living in Tauranga. Tim was studying. I had a baby. Who knows that Tauranga is an expensive place to live? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So I wasn't 
in paid employment, I was working because I was a mum, am a mum, <laughs> but I wasn't in paid employment. So we were on student allowance living in Tauranga and that really tested us, eh? You know, we had to really rely on God and he came through as he does. Um, we went farming and Tim had been farming beforehand, but then we went back farming when we finished um, living in Tauranga and we had some really horrible bosses. <laughs> which is really the string of like bosses that were hideous to the point where one of our last bosses, we had this boss who was amazing, but I had just I had this fear that something was going to happen, that something was going to go wrong. But in all of that, we just had to trust that God is good, that God has us and has a good plan for us. Um, I lived in Auckland for a while, in South Auckland, near Otara, and I'm blonde and quite white. <laughs> so going into the Three Guys supermarket <laughs> was quite interesting for me because <laughs> I was like the only blonde person in there. Um, it was a real test of my faith. I felt like God had called me to go there to train with this group who were going into intermediates and high schools to do a life skills program. And so we would talk about peer pressure and um, self-worth, a whole bunch of stuff that would really just build kids up. But yes, I was very white. I am very white. <laughs> so it was a really interesting place for me to live and um, place to be, but it was good. You know, I really... Uh, grew in God's strength in that time, grew in my faith. Uh, we have three kids and we had Caleb and he was a really easy baby, relatively easy. Don't hate me, but at eight weeks old, he was sleeping eight hours at night and at 12 weeks old, he was sleeping 12 hours at night. And I say don't hate me because wait, who knows that when you have a good baby, you have another baby? <laughs> You're like... Oh, babies are easy. What does everyone complain about? Let's have another one. <laughs> so we had another one. Who knows who Who knows who our second one is? Caitlin. She's lovely. She's not here. so She's upstairs, so I can say what I want. <laughs> but oh my goodness. <laughs> Caleb was like cruising. This kid would not feed. She would wake up. I'd go to feed her and she'd fall asleep again. We did the stripping off, the tickling the feet, the cold flannels, and she would just fall asleep. So then, you know, you'd put her back to bed and what did she do? She woke up. When I finally managed to get her to feed, I'd sit her up to burp her and she'd throw it all up. Honestly. Oh. <laughs> it was hideous. I love that kid, honestly. She's an amazing kid, but that time, like as much as lots of parents go through that, that really did test me. I really struggled because I was like, it's not meant to be like this. Caleb was so easy. She is just giving me a hard time. Um, yeah, I just, I remember one night I just about lost the plot. Tim was out at a meeting or something and I was just like, I can't do this. She's, um, I was going to say, she's lucky to be alive, but she's not. She's amazing. But <laughs> um, that, that really tested me, you know. And there are times that we all go through when things don't make earthly sense, right? But we know that God is good. We know that kids are a gift from God. We know that He helps us, that He's there for us. Um, we know 
that Queen Elizabeth II has just passed away, which is really sad. Um, and I found this quote from her about her faith. I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and bad. Each day is a new beginning. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings and to put my trust in God. How cool is that? That's awesome, eh? So what is faith? So we're going to go to Hebrews 11 because that's a good place to go for faith, right? So Hebrews 11.1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, I hope for a fit body. And I mean like fit as in like, not like, oh, she fit, but like fit as in like, you know, muscly and active and like, you know, energetic, right? Do I get that? If I just go, I hope for a fit body. No, no. So recently, Tim and I have started going to the gym. It is hard work. <laughs> some days, have you seen me work some days? I'm just like trying to like go up the stairs. I'm like, oh. even that hurt just there now. <laughs> Too many squats, man. Honestly, they make you do squats and lunges and burpees. Does anyone here like burpees? Hey, you're mental. <laughs> Anyone else? Oh, Jilly does. Oh, do you want to do some? Oh, okay. <laughs> I would, but I'm wearing a dress, so. <laughs> well played, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so we've started going to the gym because we want to be healthy. We want to be fit. We want to have energy. But who knows that you can't just like sign up for the gym and go to the gym and just have it. Like you have to work for it. You have to keep going. And it's what I hope for. I'm confident will happen. But I have faith that if I continue to do this, then I will get fitter. I will get stronger. I have that assurance. So faith comes from the word pistis, which comes from the word meaning persuasion. So faith is birthed by God. It's the persuasion of his revelation. Faith is always a gift from God. It's not something that we can gain on our own. It's not something we can conjure up with our minds. It's a gift from God. God persuades us. God gives us the gift of faith. He gives us faith. It's not produced by us. It's his divine persuasion and revelation. It is distinct from belief, but it involves belief. So encounter with God is vital for our faith. Faith comes from God and involves his revelation. And Galatians 5 tells us that faith is a, anyone know? Fruit 
of the Spirit. Yes, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit. I love this quote from F.F. Bruce. It says, Faith is the organ which enables people to see the invisible order. That's cool, eh? I'll repeat that. Faith is the organ which enables people to see the invisible order. Now, if you want to study more on faith and learn more about faith in your own time, we have some books called Faith Is that are awesome. Chris Hubbard has written. Um, so you can grab one of those on your way out. They're at the back and that'll help unpack faith a little bit more for you as well in your own time. So I'd like to know, and I want your answers for this, what are some characteristics of kids? Honesty. Too honest sometimes, eh? <laughs> yeah? Trust? Yep. Too trusting sometimes. <laughs> what are some other characteristics of kids? Defiant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Any others? Impatient. Yep. What are some good characteristics of kids? <laughs> yeah? They're positive, yes. Did someone say optimistic? I'll just pretend they said optimistic. Okay, cool. <laughs> Any others? Resilient. Forgiving. Joyful. Excellent. I was just thinking that one. I was like, someone's going to say it. <laughs> Appreciative. Loving. What else? Energetic. They sure are. <laughs> They have a purity, don't they? Yep. They're curious. They're playful. They're bold. They're vulnerable. Who knows that kids are vulnerable? When something's wrong, they come to you and they tell you, right? Or they just explode. <laughs> they're innocent. They're excited. They know who they are to you and who you are to them as a parent. So what does childlike faith look like? If we think about those characteristics of kids, what does childlike faith look like? I think there's a purity to childlike faith. There's a, just a knowing that God is God. God is our father. That I'm his daughter. That you're his son. That he loves you. There's that confidence, knowing who he is and who he says we are. It's letting our relationship with him be bigger than our struggles, our situations, our experiences, our fears, our work, our distractions, our relationships. Who knows that as you know, kids, you know, they wanted to run up to Jesus in that passage. They're like, there's Jesus, and they just wanted to run up to him. There was no... Oh, oh, that he's important, I can't go to him. There was just that purity of just like, I'm just going to go sit with him. But who knows, as adults, life gets in the way, right? Sometimes things happen. Sometimes things get in our way. Sometimes there are things that we're scared of, that we have fears of. But God wants us to have that pure relationship with him, that pure trust in him. He knows all of that stuff. 
He knows the things that are holding us back. He knows the things that are weighing us down. He knows the things that we're struggling with, but he wants that relationship with us. He wants us to come to him despite all of that. He wants us to have faith in him beyond all of that. I think childlike faith is based on relationship and not behaviour or works. Kids just want to please their parents because they love them, yeah? But how often do we put works on our faith in God? How, do we put, how often do we put works on our relationship with God where we go, I have to pray more, I have to read more of my Bible, I have to, I have to. Those things are good. God wants us to do those things because they help us grow in our relationship with Him. But we should be doing them because we love Him and we want to spend time with Him, not because we feel bad or guilty, right? We need to be spending that time with Him because we love Him and we want to be in His presence and we know that He wants to spend that time with us. Childlike faith is posturing ourselves before our Creator, knowing that He is sovereign. Childlike faith is real. It's vulnerable, open and trusting. No airs or graces, but real. Letting letting God know what's going on and trusting Him. So Psalm 24, 1-6. You got it. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and established it on the waters. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false God. They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God for their from God their Saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. Clean hands and a pure heart. Faith is more concerned with relationship than ritual. So how can we have childlike faith? So we're going to go to Hebrews 12. 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us. So I think one of the ways that we can have childlike faith is to change our view of God, our view of ourselves, and our view of our situations. If sin is anything that hinders our relationship with God, that breaks down our relationship with God, if our view of God, our view of ourselves, or our view of our situation is breaking our relationship with God or putting a block in our relationship with God, then we need to get rid of that. We need to change that. 
I think we need to evaluate where we are putting our trust. Are we putting our trust in circumstances or money, ourselves, our relationships, a spouse, other people? We need to trust that God forgives us. We need to take him at his word. You know, if you tell a kid something, they believe you, right? <laughs> I told. <laughs> Has anyone told their kids who got eyes in the back of their head before? Yeah, okay. So William literally believed that until probably two years ago. Because, <laughs> like, who knows that as a mum, you can just tell what's going on in the car. So <laughs> they'd be doing something and I'd be like, stop, don't. How do you know? I've got eyes in the back of my head. Stop doing that. How do you know? Eyes in the back of my head. But I can't see them. I know, you can't see them. Does Caitlin have them? No, she doesn't have them. You only get them when you become a mum. Oh, okay. How come I can't see them? Oh, they're like right in my hair. You can't, like they're impossible to see. You just can't see them. And honestly, until probably two years ago, he actually believed I had eyes in the back of my head. Such a great mum, eh? <laughs> but that's an example, right? Kids, they just trust. They take you at your word and they trust. And I think we need to do the same with God. You know, we need to trust what he says, what he says in his word, what he says about us, what he says about our situations and circumstances. We need to trust him. And if there's things getting in the way of that trust, giving them to God. And we need to base our faith on his gift, his persuasion and not our performance. <laughs> 